Welcome to the Ross Road Connect podcast. I'm Holly. And I'm Craig. And we are your hosts as we talk all things church, life, theology, faith, and beyond. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Ross Road Connect podcast. It's Craig and Holly with you. Season two, episode number four. Number four, like Bobby or Holly. That's how you remember the number four. <laughs> Is that a hockey player? Uh, is that a hockey player? Uh, yeah, I think there's He's a statue a of that player? one. <laughs> That's <laughs> a very famous hockey player. Although, granted, before both of our times, so okay, but it's not it's not Wayne Gretzky, so well, he can't be that famous, right? It's like Wayne Gretzky, maybe Mario Lemieux, and then Bobby Orr. So he's he's up there. Anyway. All right, sure. Yeah, uh, That's so uh, Luigi's brother. Uh, yeah good one <laughs> mario yeah <laughs> nice welcome gabe yeah. <laughs> gabe peters joining us on the episode today and uh good morning talk uh internship with gabe uh mm-hmm. gabe, i think i think you tell me if i'm wrong but this might be your fourth episode your fourth appearance on the connect podcast wow could it be um which would be a record a record wow you know it might be i definitely had one with ricky and then i might have had oh yeah because i did make it into that uh adventure camp leader yeah. one yeah so yeah maybe it is before. yeah huh. yeah no so... i was thinking that too you've been uh you've been on here a lot you're better yeah i've been around a little bit it's cool yeah <laughs> yeah so i wanted i want you to teach me about youth culture both of you at the start of this episode oh boy Wow. Um, this is something <laughs> that Holly, you told me yesterday, and I checked yesterday with Gabe in the evening. Oh, and, yes. Uh, it's blown my mind a little bit. <laughs> uh, and so we need to see if our listeners agree that this is true. Oh, boy. Um, but then there's a broader youth culture question behind it. You told me that, that the kids these days mm. don't use GIFs anymore in their digital communication. <laughs> I don't think that they do see Gabe agreed with you yeah. okay great yeah no yeah I I Craig asked the question and I kind of just thought I was like this is such a random arbitrary thing what are we talking about and then yeah. as I thought about it I was like I think instinctually I use gifts in conversations with older people and not in conversations with people my age and younger and I was like yeah so weird which made me feel great because just a few days prior Gabe and I had been exchanging gifts so yeah Craig is the master of sending gifts <laughs> I, I appreciate a good gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. No, I but, honestly felt like I was pretty on top of the gift game, like back when they were super relevant. And me yeah. and my particular group of friends still use them. So I, <laughs> it's not to say that they are unrelevant, but I realized all of a sudden I was like, all these group chats I've been added to with youth students and with my some of my younger cousins and stuff. I'm like, I just don't use them. I can't. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I'm like, huh. I was telling. Craig, that I think why they don't use them is because they're used mostly on like Facebook because the social media that our kids are using is Instagram and TikTok and sometimes Snapchat. So on those things, there's not really a space to use a GIF. So it's just about what, you know, like trends are in in social media. But not even so in in texting. I guess in texting. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, in texting, it's definitely available, like for iPhone users. Um, yeah, maybe the one deterrent is if people don't have iPhones, then anything that you send yeah. like that just comes as like this weird mess of numbers. Oh, um, yeah. Not that anyone should know, because you should just get an iPhone and move on. Yes, but, <laughs> texting anybody when it's yeah. not blue is the worst. Is unfortunate, but <laughs> regardless of that, then Instagram too has a an actual gift thing built in. 
but it is a very unfortunate feature on Instagram for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I quit pretty early trying to use GIFs on Instagram because yeah. they uh, selection isn't good, the integration isn't good, they come in weird sizes. Yeah. It's just all bad when you it's try to true. use GIFs on Instagram. So. Yeah. Point. So the larger question, though, is do like it seems like when it comes to social media and stuff, as soon as the adults jump on board, the teens are like, see you later. Is that is that kind of how it works? I think so, personally. But I don't know, Gabe, if you have other thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think. At a base level, you can say it like that. Like once somebody's mom starts following them on a social media, sure, it gets to be less of their own personal space. That being said, I think it's to, to make that statement is kind of, um, well, it's too general in one way because to say mm-hmm. once the adults get there, the kids leave. And I think there's a difference, I guess, in between adults who are like their parents and stuff and adults who are the celebrities that they follow. Mm. You know, Twitter, for example, even now, a lot of young people I meet have Twitter. They don't really post mm. on. It's not really their space to create things, but everybody follows their favorite singers, Twitter and stuff. And so in that case, maybe more as kind of a lurking audience, they do really enjoy the content that's put out by those adults. Mm. And then similarly on TikTok, which is very much kind of a young person's Oh yeah. Base in many ways. And yet some of the creators on TikTok are older. You see mm-hmm. TikToks put out by vets who now have like millions of followers on TikTok just yeah. because they're a vet who posts interesting animal content and was able to get on early enough and realize. So if I just make like a little 15 second video, kids are going to be interested in veterinarian right. study. Like, okay, sure. You know? And so yeah. it is interesting to see like, to say, you know, once the adults get there and it's like, yeah, in some ways, I think uh, the sign of a dying platform or at least a changing platform is when your friend's mom start requesting to follow you and you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. well, I probably, I'm probably not going to say no, but I also might have to change the way that I interact with this social media platform, not because you're doing yeah. anything highly inappropriate, just because, you know, you don't always speak to your friends and to people on Instagram comments the same way that you would speak to your to your friend's mom. So it's just yeah. But then at the same time, there are a lot of like how to say it, but like older creators, you know, who mm-hmm. people really do enjoy following, and young people are always sharing their content and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting on TikTok. Like you can find so many niche audiences. Oh, totally. Like, and there's a totally different, like there's a million different sides to TikTok where it's like, oh, I'm on millennial TikTok or I'm on, I mean, like there's no really Gen Z TikTok because that's just most of what it is. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you can land on, oh, I'm on millennial talk or I'm on like, I don't know, probably boomer talk doesn't exist, but like, there's just so many different audiences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think boomer talk exists as a place where you see mostly TikToks about boomers. Not yeah, made yeah, by exactly. boomers, but about them. It's, it's really <laughs> scary. Actually, we've done, tried to do some little experiments just because we're nerdy like that to get into <laughs> like, just how niche can we get our TikTok feed to be yes. for a couple of days? <laughs> and we got on to gecko tiktok like exclusively geckos on our feed because we just kept like we posted a couple of things with hashtags about geckos and then we like um started liking geckos followed a few gecko owners 
TikTok pages and <laughs> within like a couple hours it felt like we would have TikTok closed we'd open it up start scrolling gecko 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 like, amazing <laughs> it's just dumb to a point where you're like wow yeah I, so mine is like Star Wars and football. Like I open it yeah. up and it's like, all right, would you like a Star Wars joke or football news? And I'm like, I don't know both. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what's so great about it is it becomes so personal to you. Like mine is all about like pop punk and like comedy no and way. like shows that I like music. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like so specific to me. It's great. It's that algorithm working behind the scenes, right? I know it's scary, but <laughs> I think less and less fine. behind the scenes yeah. as time goes on. You know, it used to be this yeah. scary idea that I know. Like, you'd never guess. But as you search for things on Google, it becomes more and more likely to show you things that you want to see. And that was kind of like, whoa, echo chamber scary. And these days, yeah. it's people. These days, I literally sit there and go through and like certain kinds of videos so that they'll give me more like that on right. purpose. Like yeah, I sit there definitely. and play the algorithm, like especially if I see a TikTok that I didn't want to see for whatever reason, just it takes a guess and it was wrong. I'm like, hey, excuse me. And I'm like a little offended. You know, I'm like, this yeah. is not something I wanted to see. So then yeah. I go and make sure to like like 13 like NFL related posts in a row. I'm like, yeah, yeah show me baseball again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because there's a lot of people who do reaction videos to other TikToks. So you'll start seeing something and you're like, what side of TikTok am I on? And then you're like, oh, it's a reaction. It all makes sense. You'll <laughs> well, see a TikTok and then you'll think you're seeing it again. And then all yeah. of a sudden somebody else like takes over half the screen. But yeah, exactly. I love how this conversation just uh, just became a uh, fan base for TikTok here. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is educational. I'm not on yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Well, Craig well, is the- have to tell our sure. Students that this is the uh this is the podcast they want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Craig is the type of person now who watches Instagram reels but yes. doesn't go on TikTok. I know. It's my I know. biggest it's so pet funny. peeve. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna embrace the irony in that. I'm I'm not ashamed. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna own it. There's an argument to be made for that being something of a filter for TikToks, in that mm. you only get TikToks that are pretty good. Like if it did that well on fair. TikTok, people start posting it on Instagram. Yeah. The counter argument is that you're also getting it about 14 days late. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> Which so by the time you're sending people a funny Instagram reel, they're like, oh my goodness. You're I have like, seen I've this seen video. This so long and I've ago. Seen the, the duets of this video <laughs> yeah. which is when the, somebody like joins in on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, well. So good. Yeah, that's funny. I yeah. just, uh, I don't really feel like I have the capacity for yet another social media platform. So I Fair enough. haven't gone there. Yeah. So Gabe, do you, do you check Facebook anymore? Um, I do, but I think in the way that a lot of kind of Gen Z people do where Facebook, I have almost exclusively for like groups that I'm in yeah totally um, facebook is yeah in many ways more almost of like a work a work type platform than much of a social media i don't know the last time that i ever scrolled through it if it's even okay here we here we go talking about gen z's and social media platforms <laughs> and stuff i don't even know where the like the just regular news feed is on facebook mm. i use the marketplace tab i use the notifications tab of like did somebody post in one of my work group chats and then i use the group tab which is like my church group, my co-leaders group, my work group, my UFE buying and selling stuff, you know? So Facebook to me just mentally is more of like either a shopping platform or mm. like a, like a group discussion forum almost than 
a social media. I actually, I guess it's probably the first tab, but I, I don't have any idea where the regular scrolling news feed is on Facebook. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. 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 I don't remember the last time I posted something on Facebook. It's been a while. You changed it's, yeah. the other day, though. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did do that. Well, it had been a it, long time. Changed it back, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed I went to like it and I'd already liked it. And I was like, I do recognize this. And I went and the comment was from 32 weeks ago. And I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's my winter profile picture. Yeah. So no, totally. Had to change it. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's a social media you don't use that much when they add a feature and people start using it of just cycling back and forth between profile pictures. Yeah, exactly. Like, summer, winter, summer, winter. I'm yeah. not going to take a new photo for this. Yeah. I, what do you call it? Instagram at one point asked me the question in Instagram. I didn't have to do anything through Facebook where when I was posting something on Instagram recently after Facebook had bought Instagram because they, mm-hmm. it's an umbrella thing now. But anyways, Instagram was like, would you like to also post this on Facebook with the same caption? Like, we'll just, we'll just automatically upload your yeah. Instagram post to Facebook. And I was like, sure. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so I just yeah. took a little thing. And so I think I post on Facebook now, to be honest, right. I post on Instagram, but I, I don't know if I've ever gone and like, check the comments there yeah too bad maybe i should but and see that's a great feature when it comes to business like for me for sure. what incarnation like i don't ha- ever have to really think about my facebook presence because everything i do on instagram i just also put on my facebook <laughs> yeah it's a good feature well hey that was uh that was enlightening uh <laughs> i'm glad so yeah <laughs> i'm not that much older than you guys but I'm no. older than you guys. <laughs> when we talk nah. about social media, I feel the gap between. <laughs> yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I was even going to say, as you said that, I was like, it's interesting seeing in what categories and what type of conversations I feel older and younger than different people. Mm, yeah, like when I totally. talk sports with people up to, you know, and including people older than my dad, I don't, the, the age gap doesn't feel like it almost exists, you know, until yeah. maybe you get into accidentally the politics of sports or the social media of sports but like when, when we're really just talking about how how the game went you know and be it hockey football whatever it's like um everybody feels like just an equal participant in the conversation they all watch the same game and and their differing opinions don't come from you know ages it comes from just like the bias of liking a team or just having seen the game a little bit differently whatever yeah. um so everybody's everybody's in one place but yeah as soon as like social media video games online school stuff like that starts to come up all of a sudden i'm like oh wow i really am not old <laughs> yeah well it's funny like how you're saying it changes depending on like where you are and what people yeah. you're interacting with like when i'm at youth group it's like oh you know you're the old person yeah. but then at like when i come to work at the church i'm the youngest person on the right. staff so it totally it changes all the time but it, it's funny too like when it comes to like TikTok, like millennials were not on TikTok until COVID happened because we were like, oh, I guess we need to fill our time with something now. So here we are. Right. Yeah, right. it's the best. Yeah. 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 Well, you feel really old when you bring up a hockey player from the 60s and 70s, <laughs> like Bobby Orr, and you know, younger people in the room don't know who you're talking. I'm going to tell you right now that I think that has more to do with, um, <laughs> <laughs> the hockey than yeah than the 70s because yeah exactly if you were to uh, talk about 
I could bring up, you know, musicians. Exactly. About musicians from the 30s and 40s, and Holly has a good chance of knowing what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. to be fair, I know who Bobby Orr is. He's, I believe, the one who has a statue of diving with the yes. stick outstretched. And uh, yeah, I know. I, I thought of the statue immediately when you said Bobby Orr. So maybe I know more about that one play than anything else in his career, but oh well. Um, <laughs> it was a Stanley Cup winning play. So. It's, wow. It seemed like quite a legendary moment to be a part of. Um, not that I had the opportunity. <laughs> but but yeah, even to say like, you can talk about football players from the very first Super Bowl. I know what we're talking yeah. about, yeah. you know, That's but right. I know the names of like probably 30 hockey players. So it's hmm. fine, you know. Yeah, and yeah i want to i should start these podcasts now with talk anytime i'm hosting i'm gonna ask craig some <laughs> yeah. music related question right and then we can turn goes. the tables yeah, yeah we'll get okay. craig to name five songs by the beatles we'll, well say I, <laughs> I feel like craig this is how you remember the number five <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh no, i feel like you've already turned the tables by talking about tiktok so much oh that yeah that's, that's fair gone over my head largely um, True. Well, Gabriel Peters is with us. Uh, Good segue. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so welcome, Gabriel. Um, Gabe's our youth ministry intern. So this is, uh, we see his qualifications and his knowledge of youth culture and so forth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit about that today in today's episode, Gabe. So, uh, so let's do that. First of all, tell us a bit about some of the ministry you've been involved in here at Ross Road, because it's been quite a few areas over over your years, your many years. Yeah, it uh, has been a little while. It's interesting always to me, being a part of this church, having felt like from when we moved here, we were very much a new family everywhere, you know? And so I still have, I think, distinct memories of being like a new family at this church in some ways and kind of plugging in as as a very young student into even like the probably the kindergarten oh yeah no it was the first year I came and I joined grade one and then they're like actually no you're supposed to be in kindergarten or maybe vice versa anyways whatever I have all these memories of being like the new family at Ross Road and people not knowing my age and who we are and not believing we're from Brazil uh, you know just all kinds of funny different memories that come with with moving um and then in some ways i guess i didn't really notice the transition over a few years from being like the new family who not only was new to the church but also the country and i'd kind of decided to stick with the church and see different things to after a little while people talking about oh you're like a veteran of the church you know everything and i'm like oh well and then all of a sudden thinking like i actually probably do know like every room in the church you know just from having played tag as a kid at this point i'm like i don't every hiding spot right yeah. like, it's like the, the weirdest random things people would be talking about and i'm like i might be here there's a closet in this one room and people are like what <laughs> so, yeah yeah no i don't know so it's just been it's been really interesting to to process over the years and then even being a, a youth leader going from or being first as you mentioned kind of different ministries i was um I've led in the preschool in different contexts for a really long time with my mom is very involved in that um, coordinates or whatever her kind of role is called. Um, and then me and my sister for many years back in what we're returning to in the second service system, when we had the two services, we were the second service team was pretty much just me and my sister, um, which was always really sweet. But yeah, I remember to the beginning of that being, basically another kid where I was, you know, eight or whatever, and they didn't want me to have to sit through two services in a row, but we were all going to be there. And so 
um, I was instituted as like kind of a junior leader and I got a name tag, but I basically just didn't help. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, after a couple of years start to, or not even a couple of years after a little while, start to like, okay, I, I help hand out this and then I help out. And then, yeah, after a few years started to be something that I really like was able to enjoy and feel like I actually had a part in like helping as, as these students our, our joke was always that my sister's job was to kind of coordinate and tell the stories and do whatever. And my job was to make sure nobody died on the little play castle, <laughs> which was not a very hard job. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't a highly unsafe <laughs> environment, but that's just the way we said it was. I was like, I was still in the mix as a young person, you know, trying to, but, but just watching out, you know, make, making sure everyone was safe and having fun and, and not fighting with each other about um, who gets to play with the red car or the blue car or, the Bobby Orr toy, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's right. yeah, <laughs> the action of figure, yeah, of course. <laughs> so anyways, just, yeah, having been like the young kid in that to then all of a sudden a couple of years ago when I started youth leading, um, I was the new youth leader and then Zach asked a question or somebody asked a question about, yeah, but how long have you been involved in the preschool ministry? And I was like, oh, I don't know, not that long, just <laughs> seven or eight years. Oh, wow. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's kind of been that way to then, yeah, it was, it felt like the new youth leader and was pretty quiet and just made kind of my little jokes and just tried to plug into what was already going on. And all of a sudden, that's like five years ago. And now I look at it in middle school and I'm one of the more, probably one of the three most experienced leaders at middle school. And people kind of looked at me and asked me questions. And I, this all of a sudden, yeah, there was this transition like maybe two years ago where all of a sudden I was like, wasn't I just new at this? And now feel like I've been doing it forever. And so, yeah, anyways, all that to say, I have been involved in a lot of different ministries and I've been really blessed to have some different experiences at Ross Road and be able to be a part of the church as it's grown through some interesting time periods, you know, and be able to stick around through all of that. And, and yeah, have, having seen different transitions within the church, being able to, to kind of liken them to transitions within myself from being a preschool student to a preschool leader and, and a youth student to a youth leader. And then obviously those coexisted for a little while where I was leading middle school and was still a student in high school. And that was always really cool taking learning from different areas. And then, and then it's been a real blessing this year now to get to lead in the high school and the middle school youth and have these two different groups that I really connect with at kind of different levels. And yeah, just get the opportunity to feel really involved and connect with a lot of students has been really sweet. Yeah. Well, since you just mentioned that, um, yeah, you've been leading both in middle school and high school. Like how has that experience been for you so far? Yeah, it's been really sweet. I think first from kind of a simple perspective of just, so I started leading, yeah, like five years ago. And so I started with a group that was in grade six at the time. And it was really sweet being able to get to know kind of the new young kids who are kind of discovering who they are and, um, really funny group of guys and then led them all the way through grade eight. And then this is, I guess, a year, maybe two ago where they moved up to grade nine. And at that point, the middle school youth really needed leaders. And I also was still at kind of a borderline age where I'd kind of just graduated. So leading the ninth grade would have been like leading grade 12 students that I just basically was in school with, you know, so it's just kind of weird. Um, anyway, so at that Point, then I moved back and started doing grade sixes again, which was really cool, but was also a little hard, not in that I didn't enjoy the group that I did get because the group of grade sixes are really cool, really special group once again. Um, but it was sad, not even to just like 
let go of that group for myself. But I, one big priority for me without maybe getting too much into it, but I, I really like to see consistency with groups and leaders and having kind Mm -hmm. of built a relationship over years that they can trust and that they can see develop into kind of longer friendships and mentorships without having to have a new leader all the time, because that was one unfortunate aspect of how much change was going on in the church as I was moving through some of the youth is that I just felt like my group in particular actually just had like a new leader every half year basically mm-hmm. for a little while like we'd we'd have a different leader in in September than we did in May you know mm-hmm. and so after a while I was just like it, it, sadly and and it got better toward the end and I ended up having a really special relationship with some of my leaders Michael Penner and different guys um but yeah, coming into high school, the first couple of years was like, I didn't even really bring stuff to my youth leaders. Cause I was like, hey, you're just going to be somebody else in a couple mm. of months. And that was, I guess, in some ways hard, not that, you know, you have to rely on that, but it was, yeah, I was sad to feel like I, you know, I would just start to really bond with someone. And then all of a sudden they're off at Bible school or, or doing this or whatever. And not, those are super valuable things, but you know, there was just a lot of turnover. It's basically mm-hmm. all I'm trying to say. When I was a student, there was a lot of turnover all the time. And so when I started leading, it was kind of a priority of mine of like, I would really like to stick with this group, you know, just to be able to provide some kind of stability for them and to be able to remember things that they tell me and kind of be able to keep those in mind as I discuss things with them in the future and just hope to hope to make them feel like there's somebody who knows them and cares about them and remembers them. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, in, in that regard, it was a little hard to let go as they went into grade nine and just be like, I know their leaders, they're going to have great leaders. High school youth is going to be great. But I also just feel like it's too bad in some ways that they have to have this kind of switch that I mm-hmm. maybe am extra biased against in that it's not that it's that bad, but I just had a lot of them. But anyways, jumping back in the, to this year, I got the opportunity to lead at middle school and high school. And you're asking how that's going. And, and, and simplest answers, I really enjoy being back with those guys because I was able to jump back and we've combined the grade nine and 10 boys. And so I get to lead kind of the, a couple of these students that I led for three years and that I have these established relationships with. And they've reacted really positively to it. And, and we've had a lot of really good times all of a sudden. And it's pretty quickly, I think it became kind of a joke. That they're like, did you ever leave? We, I didn't know, just, you know, whatever. So like, we just like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's nice to kind of reestablish that and be with those guys again. Mm-hmm. And then the other aspect too, is it's really sweet to just be able to see like, I don't know, to, to feel that sense of consistent investment has been really special to me because I've always enjoyed youth leading and it's always been really important to me, but it's also being a week apart every time. And when you have something like a Thanksgiving that sits in the middle, all of a sudden it's been two weeks since you've thought about it. And so as much as it's an important investment, it can be too easy, I think, to like get almost this feeling of having to like warm back up a little bit when you first get there on a Monday night and you're like, okay, I haven't done this for seven days or 14 days or whatever. and as much as you want to come and you have all these great plans of, Oh, we should do this next week and we should film these videos and we should, you know, and you have, you have great ideas all the time. And then you live your life for seven days and you kind of don't mm. think about it, you know, or at least it's too yeah. easy to kind of fall into that. And so it's been really special to me to be able to be involved twice a week that way. And also then coming in and, and planning things with you, Ollie, and like writing different things out and even attending that workshop that we did. And so mm-hmm. just like, that sense of consistent involvement has really helped me to keep in perspective, like 
what the ministry is that I'm doing and then what the goals are with that. So it's been really cool. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like that you talked about consistency as such a high priority for you. That's something that I really, really value in this ministry too. And I've seen it so much over the years, just how much the leaders want to stay with their kids. And it's so, so special. Um, yeah. So I personally love to see that too. And it's such like what you were saying too, about like, you didn't really want to open up to certain leaders because they were going to be gone. Like that was such a common theme that I saw from other students kind of when I was just starting too was that hesitancy to open up because yeah, how long is this person going to be in my life? And it's yeah, such an important thing to think of when it comes to ministry. So yeah, there's a lot of value there. Mm-hmm. And you've, uh, you've had, had experience with high school before this year uh what differences do you see between the two groups and the two age groups Hmm. um yeah it's a really interesting question it's been interesting to see a different kind of buy-in which i think as you say i've had experience with it and so in some ways i probably would have been aware of it but to see it as a leader is really interesting like realizing that at some level the high school students feel like they just buy in more to what it is that you're trying to accomplish just because they are a little more mature and maybe even more than mature just a little more calm in some ways Mm -hmm. and so when you're just trying to get them to like sit down and listen they're really good about it you know they're really good about not and part of that is the group too obviously but like compared to a grade seven student or a grade six student who just wants to do a backflip over the couch, you know, (laughs) there's, there's a certain like base level, just kind of like calm maturity. That is just like, you might have to try and, um, re grab their attention if they start talking or whatever, but you probably don't have to worry about them just like running around when you want them to sit down, you know? So there's just this certain simple level of like, they're just kind of naturally bought into what you're doing. Um, but then there's also an interesting other aspect that I think as much as middle school is an awkward time and a time when students, um, don't even really always understand who they are and how they interact with what it is that you're trying to do. When you get them excited about something, at least I've found it can be really easy to get them to really follow in something as long as you keep that thing high energy and interesting and so adventure camp has always been a really cool place for me to just be like it's just four days i'm just gonna put everything i have like on the stage or or, you know in the park or whatever and so just gather up a lot of energy and get all these students really excited and following you and doing a dance or you know buying into whatever and at high school it doesn't feel like you can almost generate a deeper level of buy-in as cheaply maybe you know Mm -hmm. at middle school there's a level at which if i play the Cusco song from Emperor's New Groove and then just jump on the stage and do something really funny. Everybody was like, oh, that's funny and comes and joins. Um, yeah. <laughs> and not that our particular group of high school students probably wouldn't think that that's funny, but but there is, I think, a little bit more of a sense of like, are people going to judge me? Is that weird? Is that immature? You know, it's mm-hmm. they're right at this level where they are processing the fact that they're getting older and maturing but then all, all of a sudden kind of second guessing themselves on what is, what is too immature, what is too lame, you know, what is too whatever in a way that I actually don't see the middle schoolers do as much as you think middle school is such a time of like, Oh, are people judging me? And it kind of is at the end of the day, it doesn't seem like they actually worry about that. Once they get yeah. going, they're just going, you know, yeah. it's just the 13 year old student is just 
really going. And there's something about, you know, being age 16 and 17, where all of a sudden you wonder, you know, what, it, what it's going to mean for you to jump up and dance on stage or whatever. And so it's been interesting to see how I feel like as much as there's automatically a little bit more buy-in from high school students who are just a little bit more adult in the way that they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. It is in some way, or at least I'm learning, you know, I'm learning how to continue to generate like energy and buy-in from high school students because in middle school I've gotten and then get to a pretty good groove over the years of just saying, I'm going to do something crazy. You want to do it too, don't you? And they're like, totally. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. just interesting seeing like energy levels and, and buy-in. And mm-hmm. well, I think you're talking too about, um, Holly, you're going to have to help me remember the term here. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time since I studied adolescent development in 2006. Uh, wow. But there's a phenomenon that, adolescents go through where it's like a spotlight effect like everybody mm. it must be i think that's literally them. what it's called is, is the spotlight it, effect yeah i think yeah a technical <laughs> term for it but um, i don't know but i know what you're talking about yeah basically it's almost always a technical term and a right and kind of yeah. a catchy term so but, yeah but high school students are in the prime time for that right like everybody's watching me so i better mm-hmm. not do something stupid because i'm gonna end up on tiktok right like, yeah <laughs> and middle school kids aren't quite they're a little bit more oblivious right they're yeah there yet and then when i think too if they they get somewhere in the middle (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we're not oblivious but we don't think the world revolves around us either so yeah at least at our best moments yeah mostly yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it's cool to see like the culture that we have at youth because even like i've seen years like in some of my earlier years like we definitely had kind of a group of students who were like, I don't know, like I can't play games. Like I'm kind of like too cool. And so I just want to like sit out and do my own thing. But at this point, like, it seemed like everybody's engaged and everybody wants to play the games. Like, it seems like people really don't care about making a fool of themselves, which mm-hmm. I think is fantastic. It's like, yeah, this is the place where you should be able to come and let loose and not worry about that yeah. spotlight effect. And I think it's, yeah, it's amazing to see. Yeah, it is really special. I think part of that speaks to a culture that you've really built of like a lot of these students have been here now a long time and have been, Mm -hmm. I think even the grade twelves have been with you as their youth pastor since grade six now. Yeah. um, Yeah, Which is really cool. So it's like, yeah, a lot of these students have been here since grade six, you know, they came and joined something that looks, that was starting to look the way that you would hope it would look, you know, as you talk about kind of, I think it's what are you saying, an irresistible environment, yeah, you know, an, an environment where these students can come and be themselves and have a really good time. These, mm-hmm. these grade 12 students joined that in grade six, as we were trying to build that. And yeah. they are now a lot of them leaders in the middle school where you're trying to build that. And so some of them, I think, come to from a perspective of understanding the middle school and of trying their best to kind of generate that energy on Mondays. And then when they come on Thursday, they understand that that's the right energy for youth. And so they kind of bring yeah. it again now as students. And so it's really cool to see like the way that over the years that culture has started to kind of build upon itself to where mm-hmm. I think now when new people come and join, they can feel pretty quickly that there's a sense of like, yeah, just like energy, you know, yeah. a sense of a sense of like peace and fun and and freedom at our youth, which is something that I think you have done a really good job to build over the years. Thank you. And I think I was very lucky to, I mean, come into a group that like, Craig, you did a great job with before as well. Um, so I think, yeah, it wasn't like a crazy hard thing to like build a 
yeah, irresistible environment at youth when it was already like, it was obviously, it was a tough spot because we were coming out of such a hard transition Mm -hmm. year, like in the grade six year, that's when I think Craig, you were still involved with high school, but I was just doing mostly middle school, but it was like, yeah, you also created a really good environment, but it was just, it was tough to get out of that kind of spot for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would love to know what made you want to apply for this position in this internship? Yeah, that I think is something that's a really interesting question, just in that it was like, at one level, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. I remember even when I was graduating high school, which is weirdly maybe like three years ago. Anyways, Ow. moving on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Time scary. is so weird. <laughs> it is way too weird. I'm not going to yeah. get into it. But when <laughs> I was so already a couple of years ago, when I was graduating grade 12, um, we, you had asked me about, and we had talked about a little bit if maybe I wanted to do the summer internship because it was like, it had been a really exciting year of youth leading. I think it was my second year leading and it had started to it was a year where I'd started to be able to take some kind of cool leadership opportunities within the middle school youth as things had developed in different directions and different leaders had left. And all of a sudden I'd started to fill some roles I hadn't the year before and just was more comfortable with it. And we were almost, I think, looking at kind of riding that wave into the summer. And then I also was just like, I am supposed to be working more. I just started as a server. I have all these new responsibilities there and I am starting a university in a few months and I have to get all that worked out. So it was like, it was really exciting time and I would have loved to, but I was also just like, ah, there's so much. Mm-hmm. So I basically at that time was like, yeah, maybe next year, you know, or whatever. I don't know that the fall internship was really a thing at that time. Or maybe it was, I don't know. Anyways, I it, uh, whether it was or not, probably I was just like, ah, I'm starting university. I'll take it off anyways. Totally. But yeah, at that time I was basically like, ah, maybe next year. And um, was it basically... By the time it was maybe next year, yeah, by the time it was maybe next year, I think it was already, um, was it COVID? COVID, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to wow. try and find clever ways to be like, we were already online or we had already just yeah. made that transition just because I'm so tired of saying the word COVID. But yeah, no, like by the, by the yeah. time it was, oh, you know, maybe next year, then maybe next year is like, uh, do you want to go on Zoom a bunch? And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so anyways there were for a couple of years in some ways it's been something that was already in my mind and yet all, it felt in a lot of ways like for whatever reason one time or another there was always something that I was like ah but this but that but whatever um and then this past year of youth leading was really cool as we even were online but had a really good time with the students building in different ways um yeah, my group was able to connect really well over different games and stuff that we all knew and could play. And I remember one time even we had some kind of a youth games night and I was trying to figure out how to host a certain game. And so I finally just streamed it on Twitch, which is a very like video oh, yeah. type of thing. You know, I think that's <laughs> when you were in charge because that's when I had COVID. Yeah, and I had like super bad COVID brain. I was like, I can't even host an online youth event. That's how bad it was. No, yeah. and like the week before you had been kind of sick, but we're like still there. And then that was the week where you just kind of asked me like, are you able to just host this? And I was like, I think so. Yeah. You know, so was able to jump in and kind of, that was one of my first experiences really gathering up the leaders and being like, okay, guys, this is the meeting. This is what we're looking at, whatever. And then on the fly, I was able to kind of be like, you know what I know how to do? I know how to just put this on Twitch, which is a 
a social media that Craig's not uh, eyes aren't even lighting <laughs> exactly. up. He does, has no idea. What oh it yeah. No, <laughs> Wait, Craig, do you know what? That... <laughs> Craig, do you know what Discord is? Yes, I've used Discord. Oh, oh wow. Yes, so. Well, there you go. That's is, something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Discord is very much kind of the messaging, and you have little group chats with your friends where you talk, and then Twitch is like. Twitch is what I think a lot of um, adults don't even realize, but it is the thing that they disdain the most because it Mm -hmm. is where I stream myself playing a video game and then other people come and watch, you know? So I I have a little webcam and you can see me with my headset and I'm kind of saying quirky things. And then I also, so that's part of the screen. And then most of the screen is the video game that I'm playing. And so I'm playing a game and I'm reacting to it and I'm trying to say funny things or, you know, whatever game it is. and then people come and join and they can kind of type things in the chat, like uh, like our online services in some ways. Um, and you interact with your kind of viewers in that way. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's like a content platform where I'm playing a game and people come and join and watch. Uh, and so that's, I think, what I've heard a lot of older people basically just shaking their fists at or maybe just kind of being exasperated and giving up. Like now people are watching people play yeah. a video game like i can't even deal with it you know like video games are silly yeah. enough now you're watching somebody else do it oh now that's like I'm, a huge like career path for people too it's, it's crazy it's so big. yeah and i think that's what people don't understand is like this is this is content this is somebody yeah. sh- sharing it in some ways it can be like a comedy in some ways it can be like a yeah. movie like it's uh, it's something that's live and you're interacting with the person and it's a great big personality the same way that why do to me, it's like, why do people go and sit down and watch someone on stage telling jokes? If not that it's fun and you like to interact with that creator. And so it's the same thing. But anyways, rabbit trail. Twitch is the video game thing where I play a video game and you watch me and we say funny things. Anyways, during the middle of that online youth, I couldn't really figure out how to like make a Zoom share screen thing work. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not <laughs> qualified for this. And I was like, you know what? I can do Twitch. And so I just was like, how, how many of you guys have Twitch? And basically every middle school student much to my surprise even like the like every grade eight girl was just like yeah of course oh you know like whatever so i just like threw it up on there because i have an account there i've done a lot a bunch of things there actually made some money off at one point oh well so i start just kind of streaming the game on twitch and then all of a sudden all the youth students join and then it was just cool because it ended up being even after that like games night was kind of formally over we just all kind of hung out on twitch for a super long Mm. time and that was i I think that moment where i just felt like i was like i really connect with these students and they really seem to enjoy like interacting with me and and making jokes with me and whatever and so that was a special moment of like i can kind of lead these students and also just we have a really good time together and then yeah as we got back into in person we had some of those memories and it was really cool time and then that carried right over into the summer. And then I think what I've explained to a lot of people is just like probably my one of my best ministry experiences ever was this year of Adventure Camp was just yeah. so cool in so Same. many ways. Uh, yeah, right. Like it was, I don't mm. know, just it was such so a really, special. Yeah. Holly and I, I think even after Adventure <laughs> Camp sat down for probably yeah. an hour. Oh, totally. More, just kind of at the church yeah. and just like kind of unpacks you know initial response and first of all we're both tired eventually yeah. this is crazy four-week experience yeah four Wednesday, weeks, four <laughs> weeks. Well, can yeah. you imagine yeah no i can't i die yeah. Same. <laughs> no four day anyways it's yeah. a crazy four-day experience because mm-hmm. it's such a sprint of just day after day after day and yeah it's a really fun night that all the students either look forward to or dread but in some ways it's like it they know about and, and end up really enjoying by the end but it's wednesday night you stay over and so they yeah 
come and they join us on Wednesday morning and then you do a bunch of cool events and then you stay over Wednesday night, play a big like church wide game. And then everybody goes to sleep and you wake up at the church and you continue. And all of a sudden this year, at what point we were considering as leaders, we're like, wow, this is like a, like a 36 hour experience yeah. <laughs> where you're just kind of on the clock for, for a lot a while. So yeah. adventure campus are really good, but can be really exhausting. And so Holly and I are both sitting there for what it's worth, probably just like dead. Out of yeah, minds, oh yeah. You know, and just like sitting there kind of staring blankly at the wall, but already <laughs> having a really, cool conversation about just like this year adventure camp was so special and it was. it was a really exciting group of students and they had a really good time and there were some traditions already that have really started to set in from my first year of adventure camp one of the moments that that I'll always remember is I had this group of like grade seven eight boys or something I want to say and they just were very like as Holly said there are different groups of students this group of students was very cool you know, they, they yeah. were very, we're not going to like sing the silly worship songs, whatever. We're the cool grade eight boys. Like, come on. Um, and so I just remember trying, like sitting there and being able to kind of connect with the, the mind of that student because I, in grade eight, I was very much that type of person, or at least a lot of my friends were, and I went with it. So I was very much like, okay, what works? Like, how do I get into the mind of this student? Um, and then one of them, one of the grade seven students at one point just started doing kind of funny enough, something that comes from Twitch, but we won't get into the backstory, but just doing this little dance where you kind of move the box. Like you, you pick up oh, the box gosh. over here. Holly hates it, which I is hate another fun aspect of it. And <laughs> I, also another yeah. reason I think oh, why God. the students now love it is that Holly always <laughs> yeah. reacts to it. Um, but anyways, uh, you, you kind of just, you have like your little straight arms and you just pick up the box on the left, <laughs> the right, like, like a, like a little factory assembly line thing. It's just this silly little <laughs> the bane of my existence your arms just go back and forth i think it's kind of almost the modern adaptation of i don't know if this is even still younger than you guys but like the sprinkler used to be just like oh, the yeah. really dumb dance. oh yeah yeah i thought this might be your guys version of where you could just do the little sprinkler and just kind of crank your the your two arms version of that the, yeah. so this is kind of the young person adaptation of instead of doing just the derpy little sprinkler you just move the box back and forth it's just the silly simple dance to do and anyways one of the grade seven students starts doing it and i right away was like we could do that. Like all these great boys are too cool, whatever, but all they have to do is sit there with a blank expression on their face and move their arms back and forth. And it might be yeah. funny <laughs> in some ways it still is resisting what is happening and the actions and doing whatever. But then it also, whether they realize it or not, is kind of buying in. They are engaging. Sudden, yeah. You're engaging with the worship. And so it was kind of this sneaky thing where all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to capitalize on this one kid doing this one dance and see what happens. Yeah. And pretty quickly I had, yeah, all, all these grade seven, eight boys, you know, cool sports guys and whatever mm. doing this little box dance. And by the end of the week, it was like every song. And it was like a challenge of like, how long can you do it? Cause it, it, it gets really yeah. tiring for your arms by the first day, <laughs> your arms are up in the air. You're trying to move the box. Yeah. And it's like fight through it guys, fight through it. And it just became yeah. this, funny, this funny thing that our group did. And then the next year, a couple of the students like remembered it and were like, Hey, but we can move the box. And I was like, of course <laughs> we can move the box. And so by now, anyway, it's a really special year. It's a really great group. And there are some cool like traditions that have set in. And so yeah. different songs we sing on the bus and then moving the box during the worship and just different things that were like, it felt like students were like excited. Even some of the grade six students knew about it. And I was like, who told you? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, I was like, who told you that this was a thing that we do? Like, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see like, I like it because I was very much that student coming in. I had had two siblings who were in youth and they're like, okay, when, 
Greg wears a purple shirt, you have to tell him it's his purple preaching shirt, <laughs> um, yeah. which even came up in the sermon last uh-huh. week, funny yeah. enough. But anyways, like, so I was one of those students who already had kind of siblings who had prepared me for some of the traditions. And so it felt like there were students who like came in and were like, Gabe, someone told me we have to move the box. I'm sure they did. Uh, yeah. so, yeah, so it was a really cool year that way. And then I also just felt so lucky and so blessed. I had a really cool opportunity to connect with like, basically every student I felt like where it was mm-hmm. just like, I couldn't possibly have generated so many opportunities while I'm trying to just get to know students' names and make sure that my grade seven boys are not outside of the window, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden I just ended up almost being like bumped into a seat one time where it was just kind of busy and I was standing up counting and I was like, okay, we've got them all. And then like, didn't know where to sit and the bus started kind of moving. And I just like sat down where I was with a bunch of grade six girls you know not a group that i generally get an opportunity to connect with and i was just like what's up everyone and we ended up like, singing a bunch of songs and having a great time and by the end of the week i like know all their names and we have like little inside jokes every single one and then the very last day a couple of leaders weren't there so i got to leave the grade nine boys for half a second mm-hmm. or for half a day which was really cool because my time on adventure camp is not <laughs> anyways um i i get to lead them for a day which is really cool because those were the grade seven students that I first led were these guys who are now mm-hmm. in grade nine or maybe grade six, even at that point, but like Darren and Gavin, a couple of these oh, guys that I've known for like years. And I was, and all of a sudden I got to be their leader and there's this really sweet moment of even, um, of Dylan, I think, yeah, Dylan saying to me something about like, you know, Gabe, it's cool. You were my leader the first day of adventure camp and the last and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, because like I led him his first day in grade six and his last day in grade nine, even yeah. though I didn't lead him this year, you know, but at the very last second, it was like, Gabe, can you count up the grade nine boys? It was basically all it needed to be was me just walking over and being like, are there six of you? Great. Yeah. Six of you. <laughs> yeah. Yet, they were a pretty of, low key group. <laughs> yeah. And yet instead of, of course, because I had been their leader and we had some funny experiences, we made it into like this big thing where it was like, I'm your leader again. We're going to like make cool things happen. And I like specifically like had this big event of like guys remember when we ran around and played tag on the pirate ship in grade six we got to go do it and so at the very last second we like ran and like played tag me and the grade nine boys and so anyway it's just like the the time was the time at adventure camp was made use of in such a way that i don't feel like i ever could have you know done myself like just Mm -hmm. every second i had an opportunity to connect with one student and another student and another student to the point that of like the 47 i feel like I knew all their names and I had like an mm-hmm. inside joke with almost every single one of them. Yeah. And I was like, I, so I'm sitting there at the end of the adventure camp. And I was like, how did that happen? You know, if not that God is just working and mm-hmm. is just taking what little energy I could bring out of a summer where I worked two jobs and, 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 and just kind of, um, and actually particularly the first day of adventure camp was very stressful. My dad had just had a, mm-hmm. a health complication like the, yeah. the, the day before um, I was, so Monday of adventure camp, um we start at 7 a.m or whatever yeah. and at 2 30 a.m i had been at emergency mm. and so it was it was the craziest thing to just like walk in with like two hours of sleep having just been at the hospital and just be like i don't know how i'm gonna do this this year but i'm here that's probably the best i can do and we're just gonna see what happens and then i mm-hmm. felt like god really took that and said that's enough that's mm. all I needed from you was to walk into this building today 
And then he, he really helped, like provided a lot of opportunities that made it into just, yeah, as I say, like probably the coolest ministry experience I've had was something that I just limped into. And, and it was very much not something that I was like, okay, I'm really smart. I'm a veteran. I've done this forever. I am going to figure it out. It was very much something that I was like, I don't even want to open my mouth right now, but here we are. Mm. Um, and then just, yeah, four days of just like high energy and great experiences and inside jokes and stuff. And, and students, grade nine student asking me like, Hey, are you going to lead at high school? Cause I, you know, I'll come if you're going to be my leader. And like, that was a really sweet thing that obviously at one level is like sad because I don't want him to feel like he only wants to be led by me. Like there are tons of great leaders. And if I wasn't going to lead at high school, I still wanted him to go, but it was really sweet. Cause I was just like, this student saying that to me, and it's really special. And he has no idea that four days ago, I was like, not sure I was even mm. going to come, yeah. you know? And so it was a really special experience at the end of what had already been a really great year. And so all mm. that is they, this was by the end of adventure camp, something was the year that I was like, I really want to mm-hmm. continue with this youth group and be able to invest and spend some more time in it and really integrate myself into the work that is going on. Because I think that there's something really special going on in the youth right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe selfishly, I kind of just wanted to be a part of it, you know, at, at whatever the largest degree that I could was, you know, there were so yeah. many great students in high school and middle school. And I was like, I just want to be a part of all of it. I want to plan nights and, and, and see these kids grow. So that was, that was why I really wanted to do it this semester. Mm-hmm. I'll always remember that conversation that we had too. And I, yeah, we wanted you to be an intern for a long time. And I, I agree. Like it was just, yeah, in that conversation, I mean, feeling a lot of things and it was, it was crazy. Like you were saying, it's like, even we were like so physically exhausted, but it was the first time that I was like, yeah, I don't like after adventure camp that I was like, I don't want to leave right away. Like I'm fine to just like, like all the volunteer leaders, they hung out at the church for like two extra hours after I was like, go home people. Like what is wrong with you? We're so tired. But um, everybody just wanted to hang out still. It was like mentally and like spiritually, we were so filled yeah. up that that just like overrode or that's not a word, whatever. It was overriding the desire, like the physical desire to want to just go home and go to sleep because we were all just so filled. But all of that to say, it was when we were having that conversation and you were saying like, yeah, I really feel like this is the right time for me to intern. I felt it too. And I was like, yeah, that it just, it just makes sense. Um, so I, yeah, I'm really excited about the, what the rest of this internship will look like as well. Yeah. And you're, you're talking Gabe about wanting to be a part of it. Well, you're not just a part of it. You're pushing it forward too, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, and what you described is exactly what we hope for all of our leaders, right? That they mm-hmm. invest themselves, that they give what they can and trust God to take the rest and they'll see amazing things happen as they do. Uh, so that's fantastic. Uh, how can people be praying for you as you go through this internship? Yeah. Um, I think there's some really cool opportunities coming up in the next basically month or two month and a half, whatever it is until we take a break for Christmas. And, um, it's going to be a time where I think I'll get to speak a few times at youth and I'm hoping to put together some ideas um, or have put together some ideas and I'm hoping to put them into action about getting different people from the church involved and coming in on Mm -hmm. a youth night and doing like an advent reading. And so I just have a couple of different cool ideas that 
I really want to put into place. And in the midst of that, I have classes online and classes in person at school, and I'm still working at the spaghetti factory and hypothetically still writing for the paper every once in a while. And so it's just all in the midst of me every second wanting to like write a, write a sermon for youth and be sending out emails to different people in the church who, as an interesting side note, when I sat down and thought about like three or four people who I might want to ask to come in and do an Advent reading for youth, all three of those people within the week, I ended up bumping into not at no church. way. It was so scary. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't see these people very often. And wow. um, yeah, like Jeff, Jeff reason, let's say is somebody who I think would be really cool to come in and, and do an Advent reading. If he has a little bit of time on a Thursday night, I don't know that yeah, I've if talked you're to him in yeah. a really long time. Yeah, Jeff, if, you, if you're there, but um, <laughs> this is the invite. <laughs> I don't know that I've talked to him in a really long time, and like two days after me first being like, I, I should make sure to ask Jeff. He'd be a cool person to come and talk for it. I go to a friend's house. My friend um, has moved recently into like a basement suite. It's Jeff Reason's basement suite. <laughs> I show so up wild. in my friend's house and who opens the door but Jeff Reason. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. The Lord has sent me to you, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, just, much to my eternal shame, I didn't say anything about it because I was just so flabbergasted. And then yeah. we ended up having a different conversation that carried us for a little while. But I, yeah, just was I, just so amazed. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and then almost less and less to my surprise and more and more to just like my sheepish amusement. I ended being the next couple of people throughout the week. And I was just like, you're kidding. <laughs> I, I haven't talked face to face to these people, especially outside of a church context in maybe yeah. years and three people pop into my mind and I see all three of them throughout the week. And I'm just like, that's nuts. That's so, anyways, so cool. There are some really cool things and it's a really exciting time. And I feel like God has really been affirming this kind of six week plan that I'm trying to lay out and put into action mm -hmm. and be, and be a part of and try to push forward in the next couple of weeks. And then also I'm like, wow, I should probably do homework. At some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so honestly, yeah, this really is a priority for me and really is the story of what I'm doing right now. You know, when people ask me what I'm doing right now, it's like, I'm taking an opportunity to do a really cool internship. Um, to the point that sometimes I'm almost forgetting that I'm like, oh, I have a full course loaded school, don't I? <laughs> I should probably get <laughs> oh, on yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that little oh, that's awesome. full course loaded school and that little restaurant that I've worked at for years and still work at, you know, as many yeah. hours as I usually do. So all that to say, it's a really exciting time. And so pray for, yeah, energy and clarity as I try to enact some cool ideas and as Holly and I work to put together hopefully a really special kind of month of December of November for mm -hmm. these students. And then also um, balance, I guess, or at least awareness as I try to manage other parts of my life that I'm like, Oh yeah, I should also be putting in 20 hours a week on school. And currently I'm just not doing that. So yeah, just, just balance and, and ability to keep on top of things as I try to work on some really exciting things. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing all that with us. And uh, yeah, everybody, if you're listening, we definitely encourage you to keep Gabe in your prayers. And uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm so excited for what this year is going to hold. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a real special year.
Uh, so before we let you go, we do want to play a little game with okay. you. I actually, I didn't tell you that we were going to do this. Uh, no, but, I, I uh, that's the key. Yeah, that is the key. Yeah. So yeah, the game is called, do you know me? So the way it works is we will ask you a question, but before you answer it, Craig and I will try to answer. So then after that, you will answer. So oh, then it's also okay. like, yeah, it's low key, like a contest between Craig and I too, to oh, see okay. who gets see. the right answer. Holly's yeah. like 15 and one in these games. So <laughs> she beats me. Oh, that's, a, that's a solid playoff record. I, yeah. I am a master. Uh, do you know me team player? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So you two are the competitors and I right. yeah. get to laugh. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first question is what is Gabe's favorite Star Wars movie? Um, wow. Yeah, Gabe is an avid uh, Star Wars fan. So, and he knows more about Star Wars than uh, a lot of people, I think. So, okay. It's it's definitely one of the original trilogy. I feel like any big Star Wars fan, like they either love, like, yeah, the really old stuff or the really new stuff. Like there's no kind of middle ground so i'm gonna say i think okay wait is i always get return of the jedi and a new hope confused a new hope is number four right or is that number six that's number four that's number four the kind of first one okay i think number six return of the jedi right i think that's gonna be your favorite craig what do you think okay i'm going to i'm gonna i'm gonna take my shot here okay I'm, I'm gonna shot in the dark um and i think okay i'm gonna say we should you you went with the original trilogy yeah i'm gonna go with the last three and whoa the last movie <laughs> and nobody has ever said that's my favorite movie i actually really like the third movie <laughs> but i'm gonna i'm just gonna say that gabe gabe liked the new stuff so that's my guess I actually, yeah, Revenge wow. of the Sith, I think, is the third. I actually love that movie. <laughs> I actually don't even so, know if that's what it's called, but... Revenge of the Sith is the the third one in the, like the early 2000s trilogy, yeah. which I also think is just an incredibly special movie. And yeah, uh, yeah it was funny to me that you mentioned... Um, you don't feel like there's middle ground in either you like the old ones or like the really new stuff. And... My gut reaction is is different because like my age group of people generally just thinks those prequel movies, the two thousands ones, are just the best. Like they just <laughs> aggressively are like people should like these and just think they're the best. Blah blah. Um, yeah. I am a little bit of I think the realistic belief still that I'm like okay, the writing in those movies is not special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it is special. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like I so it. My initial reaction to that, Revenge of the Sith, I think is an incredible movie and everybody my age pretty much loves it. Um, yeah. And so it's very hard to not say like, uh, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie ever. Um, but yeah, it, there's honestly turmoil in me as you asked me this question, because I, <laughs> if it's possible, I would like to give you both a point <gasps> because The Return of the Jedi is my favorite single movie most likely like nice. it, it's crazy to me that you say that i almost even thought to like give a hint because as you say that i have a return of the jedi lego set like at my feet basically <laughs> uh, on on a table Amazing. in my in my setup that's what yeah. i was like oh wow that's crazy that that that's sitting right there i can i was looking at it as you answered that question um amazing but then also 
oddly and controversially and i'll ah, i'm not afraid of it nobody watching this <laughs> guest is going to send me an angry email about star wars yeah. i don't think but the newest the, the the sequel trilogy it's called that started in 2015 is actually my favorite trilogy of the three i think really? it's the, i think it's the only trilogy personally that connects really well to be oh, honest as I much said, as you're i like love the old all stuff of them, the new stuff amazing right and so i i really love return of the jedi but in some ways i think that the first two in that are really good don't get me wrong mm. but they just don't feel connected to each other almost mm. the first one is very much like a luke movie and then the second one yeah. is very much like a hans blow movie totally and then the third one return of the jedi which is the sixth movie in the series like I think is really well put together and tells a great story. And so I love that movie. And Luke Skywalker has a great green lightsaber that I bought. And that one, unfortunately, is upstairs. But it, I have a, like a $500 Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi lightsaber. I love that lightsaber. It's the coolest thing ever. So anyways, that's my favorite single movie. I just think it's awesome. Have since yeah. I was a kid. Um, but the trilogy that I, as like a storyteller and as someone going into journalism, like actually really enjoy as a three-part story is the new one with um with all these new characters ray and kylo ren and I finn you know kylo john ren. boyega daisy yeah. ridley Adam <laughs> i think that's a great trilogy i actually yeah, I really think. enjoyed the way that it connected and have been really sad and really surprised to see people online be like oh blah blah this came out of nowhere they didn't have a plan when they made these movies and i don't see how that's possible because i picked up on some cues in the first one which is like the seventh oh. movie that i was, i was honestly telling people and you know in some ways it was maybe lucky to feel kind of clairvoyant about it but I was telling people after the the one that came out in 2015 i was like Ray is going to be a Palpatine and here mm. is my list of grievances and reasons why and had even all the way down to as Holly says I'm really nerdy about Star Wars but there's a lightsaber move that Ray does in The Force Awakens when she first picks up the lightsaber she picks it up and the first thing she does is this underhanded stab thing and it was shot from the same angle as Palpatine's <laughs> underhanded stab from Revenge of the Sith and I actually, before I even talked about it, I went back and watched all of the lightsaber fights to make sure nobody else does that move. Not one other person in the whole series. And so as much as that's obscure and could be coincidental and is a really stupid thing to base your belief on, I was like, guys, that's the Palpatine thing. He does it yeah. twice. Nobody else does it. And the moment, the very first thing she does when she picks up the lightsaber, big Palpatine move. And I was like, guys, Palpatine, <laughs> believe me. Wow. So I was, anyways, I'm just saying. Yeah, I was Craig definitely up on, noticed that. Right, I picked that no. up right away as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and honestly, a lot of people in the Star Wars community either didn't pick it up or just think that it's not strong enough foreshadowing. Right. That sounds like and something to me, for sure. To me, it's it's quite the thing. But anyways, there's lots of stuff. So all that to say, yeah. that trilogy I actually really, really like. Because the first oh, yeah. two trilogies, the original trilogy and the 2000s one, interestingly, in both cases, I think they have a great last movie. And the mm, first two are kind of right. okay. Yeah. I was a big, um, I was a big, big fan of the uh, Kylo Ren, and I mean, spoiler alert! If anybody's listening, uh, you know, <laughs> if you don't want to hear, you know, mute this or fast forward thirty seconds. I was a big fan of Kylo Ren and Ray ending up together, but also because cool I, I love Kylo Ren. I was a yeah, was he's a, a great character. So <laughs> no, and so I just yeah. We, we apparently need an entire another episode. Yeah, so unfortunately, I <laughs> already have carried this one too long. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, Jenny and I watched the Star Wars movies all in a row, I don't know, two years ago or something, for the first time. 
Oh my gosh, Craig. Very first movie, whatever that one's called. Uh, A New Hope. Which would have been the, I guess the 2000s, whatever was the first. Yeah, the, no, if you're starting at the number one, the 2000s yeah, one. At, oh, I don't know where oh. started. Well, you'll tell me which one this is from. But it, when in the, one of the very first scenes, I was like, wait a minute, is that Liam Neeson? Acting uh-huh. in Star Wars. Oh, is yeah. that uh, yeah, that's, Phantom that's the Menace? number one yeah. Phantom Menace? Yeah. I was like, Liam Neeson does not belong in this iconic yeah. franchise. Like, <laughs> he's got a certain genre of movie. And yeah, exactly. Not what I thought. So, anyways, yeah. that was my thought. To be fair, he doesn't survive it. So. He doesn't survive. It. <laughs> I, I guess his enemies didn't think he belongs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're splitting the points on that one. And yeah, yeah, I think you should if five. you can. We can. We can. And nice. We will um gabe's dream place to visit now i'm going to go in one of two directions and i haven't decided which one would be to go back to brazil because i know that's where Mm, true um but the second would be i i think that you would want to visit uh like probably tampa bay to watch tom brady play or (laughs) some football stadium uh like not tampa bay as a city like sure you know sure but like to to watch an NFL game somewhere, and probably Tom Brady. I'm going to go with that angle. I'm going to go. You would go to an NFL game featuring Tom Brady somewhere. Cool. All right, my answer. I all I do also think you would want to go to Brazil. But I actually feel like we were talking about this super recently. That you no, said you made this question. No, I conversation. <laughs> no, I think probably even okay. more recently than she wrote no. the question. We might have talked about this. Yeah, this no joke. Completed under protest. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I I am never gonna convince you of this, but I legitimately forgot about this until this very moment. Uh huh. <laughs> There's no way I can convince you of that, but I do remember Gabe and I talking, and it was like at least a couple of weeks ago that you said you would love to go to Ireland. I like, I don't know if that's your dream place to visit. So, you know, maybe it is still fair. Cause I think dream place and somewhere you want to go is different. So I don't know <laughs> if it's your dream visit, but we'll say Ireland. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm not. Tell, you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. No, I believe like, it. it. It was like egregiously <laughs> recent that Holly and I talked about that. That was yeah. to the point where when this question got asked, I was like, I'm almost sure that this question would have been written more recently. Yes, this question would have been written previously to Holly and I having this conversation. No way! I wrote this question today. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but isn't that but, worse? Because she knows. The yeah, no. I was saying. Talked to you about it. I was saying like, it's worse. Weeks like, ago. I was thinking. I was thinking weeks ago she might have written this question and like a couple of days ago we might have talked about this, but regardless. No way, flip um, that. <laughs> sure, flip yeah. it, but uh, which is worse for you, by the way, but regardless. I know. <laughs> I, as this question was being asked, I was like, if Holly has the memory of anything better than a goldfish or Dory, then this might just be yeah. unfair because Holly and I just talked about My memory is so good about some things and so bad, but I have such niche yeah. like things that I remember anyways. So regardless, Ireland is somewhere I've always wanted to go. It's, it's a big yes. place of mine. Ireland... <laughs> I'm going to take a second to summer to get this clear in my head so I can say it quickly without going on a 20 minute tangent. <laughs> I have a lot of nationalities at play in my background. There's like 12. It's a lot. It's confusing. And so when people talk about like genealogy and background for a long time, I didn't feel like I had something that I was like, this is it. This is what I feel like patriotic about. Cause I was just like, I don't know anything in Europe. Like, so anyways, 
at one point I just decided that Ireland was going to be my place. I was like, you know what? I like green. I'm people always <laughs> like tell me green. I'm a pretty lucky guy, you know, whatever. <laughs> and Irish accents are cool. And a particular video game character is an Irish guy. And it's one of my favorite games ever. So blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know what? Ireland. And this, this was, I was probably 10 or like when this happened. So it wasn't a recent thing, but, but so now it's set in, I'm 20. And ever since I've been like 10, I was like, I'm an Irish person. I don't even care, you know, that it might be 9% of my, you know, genealogical <laughs> background, blah, blah. I love Ireland. I just think it's the coolest thing ever at this point. Um, it is cool. I've been there. And so when people talk about dream places to go, to me, it's very much a two-way tie. And so it also made me smile that I was like, not that any of you would have gotten the, the other one. Um, but if it so happened that one of you answered Ireland and one of you answered Singapore, I was going to split the points oh. again because Singapore is just the other place that like I, if I don't go to Singapore, if I go and see Jesus and I haven't been to Singapore yet, I'm going to be like, <laughs> you want to send me back real quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, just I just think Singapore business. is so cool. Um, yeah. And so anyways, Ireland and Singapore are very much the two places I want to go. Nice. So. So do I get the point or I don't know what about like a half point? It's, it's unfair because I'm such a person of like two way ties where I just like I don't you know you ask me about Star Wars movies oh I've got like three that are all amazing to me yeah so it's uh, this is a hard game for me because I have so few like favorites um but let's say Ireland yeah let's say Ireland is my dream place to well, go I've been talking about going to Dublin my right, whole life but I did get the answer right the ethical and moral question <laughs> okay still sure it still remains we did talk about this um, can I just say yeah it was at least weeks ago and my memory is so bad I don't even remember my own trip to Ireland okay it's so, probably 14 ish <laughs> days ago you, you did yeah. start your answer though by saying well Gabe and I were talking about this very issue <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah. just recently yeah <laughs> All right, to our listeners, yeah, <laughs> I know, listeners, should I get the point? Um, I can never remember things. So the fact that I even remembered it should be a victory point of its own. <laughs> well, you know, it is. I think the fact I have a half that you point? wrote the questions is what brings it in. I know. Scrutiny. Yeah. I know. I should I should get at least a half point, which would bring me up to a full point now. In this what game. it's worth, viewers, if we're asking you, about 14 days ago, <laughs> I told Holly that she should come to Ireland with us because yeah. a couple of us are going to Ireland and we want to piggyback Holly's to Mexico and just oh, kind yes. of they surprised did. her there. And so we we're like, Holly, no thing would be funnier than for us to be in Ireland <laughs> and you to show up. Yeah, exactly. On us. So I was telling her that yeah. Corey and her should come and, and join us in Ireland. So that did happen. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get right on it. Let me just ask you this. Do you yeah. get a half point for cheating on your taxes? That's the question I want to Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As if what? I even know how to do my taxes. I would not know if I cheated. I just I just try my best to click yeah. the right buttons and then I send it and then they send me money and I'm like, great. great. I hope that's mine. Well, oh. at the end of the day, it's like whose line is it anyways and the points don't matter. So yeah okay so then it, if the it. points don't matter then i'm taking you the half point okay thank I you i won't let you take it in my own mind and we'll great <laughs> okay we, now you sound like Star we got three yes. more number right. three if gabe could change his name to anything else what would it be that's an oh. impossible question holly yeah you won't get this one i that's, thought that was a great fun. question that is fun okay. it's cool thank you, you have an answer in mind gabe i did totally you do did you talk with holly about this weeks ago no no i talked about this this is going to be the craziest thing you've ever heard but i talked about this yesterday no way with somebody else 
but not okay. with Holly. I'm gonna guess wow. your your name would be Carl. Carl. <laughs> The okay. Thing that came to mind. I don't know why, but I'm thinking like Nathaniel or like William. I I don't know why. They just sound like sophisticated names. Sure, surely they are. Yeah, true. What um, is the real answer? Imagine if one of us got it right. <laughs> That'd be amazing. For what it's worth, Carl exists exclusively as a meme name. For yes, totally. A hundred percent. So if I really yeah. wanted to be funny, I might name myself Carl. Yeah. I don't, yeah. No, I I don't think I could take myself seriously if I looked at no. and saw that I was Carl. Not to say anything about Carl. <laughs> that meme yeah, is, if you're listening and you're Carl, it's fine. Yeah. I think your name is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I, I just wouldn't choose it for myself. Um. No, the name I think would be really cool is Aaron. Aaron. I love the name Aaron Aaron's for a guy a cool and a girl. I think right? uh, good choice. I love names. They can go both ways. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. those ambiguous names. And then also um, Jeremy Renner is one of my favorite actors, probably my favorite actor. And he plays a character named Aaron Cross in a movie that I really, really like. Mm. And so I've always just thought that it. ever really, since then, yeah, I thought Aaron important. was cool too. Um, I like it. Aaron's cool. Then. I like yeah. Aaron. Number four, I wrote the next two. Number four, which emoji does Gabe use the most? Oh, I know this one. It's oh, like, of course. Um, you talked to him yesterday uh, about oh, it. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> you always do. It's like the cheers emoji. It's like two glasses oh, being like clinked thing. together. Yeah, yeah, that's like, it's like cheers. I was, um, I don't know what to say. I'm looking at all the emojis now. Um, I think the one with the, I'm just going to go with the uh, one with the, the tears, like the, the <laughs> one you told me yesterday that could be good or bad, but like yeah. dramatic tears. That's what I'm going to say. Wait, the dramatic tears or the laughing tears? Not the laughing tears, like the, the world is ending tears. Yeah, because now those are what Gen Z uses as like, it's funny. Right. So I'm going to say Gabe uses that one the most. <laughs> That's really interesting. Wait, yeah, just, um, just to be, so, type it in the chat. Not that our audiences could see, but Craig's referring to this one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's what I the, was telling like, Craig. Crying people, tears down the face one. Yeah, yeah now so, people use that as like, it's funny. It's true. I use, I am maybe of the weird transitional old age where I use the crying sobbing face and then I also put the laughing face afterwards just to oh, clarify. Oh yeah. Because I don't quite <laughs> trust that people are going to get that it's a mm-hmm. crying laughing face. Yeah. So it's like, crying tears down my face also laughing so that i i t- that's the thing about me i tend to use two emojis at once the cheers emoji True. is maybe one that i use by itself but generally generally i really like purple and green i think they look super cool together so i put like a green and purple heart after things or i really like <laughs> using this one that is like eyes about something yeah. but i don't really think that I it love in that and of emoji. itself <laughs> makes yeah that's a great one but i yeah. don't think that it in and of itself makes a lot of sense in certain contexts so i either put it with like a an angry face or a laughing face to be like either this stands out to me and I'm looking at it and it's funny or it stands out to me and I'm looking at it and it's not cool yeah. um but if so wait this, yeah who gets the point so if the simple answer <laughs> to the question is what is my most used emoji like statistically on my apple keyboard it's just the crying laughing face not the sobbing one but the laughing one so close so close <laughs> i know it's the it's the like uh, 
Yeah. It's the one on the right there. Oh. Right beside it, you'll see the crying sobbing uh, one. Yeah. You can just barely so see that close. here. Just close. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, if we're talking over Holly, though. So yeah, if we're going with the yes. closest person gets a point, it's you. And uh, all right. Yours is, is on my most used, but it's behind. It was. The I saw hearts. it there. Yeah. yeah. It's behind the green and purple hearts and the laughing sobbing. And oddly, the ice face, which I've just been using a lot recently because <laughs> I think it's so funny. There's just this one uh, of the guy. It's like the awkward face, but then it's also like frozen. Yeah, and I just that, think it's the funniest thing one. ever to be like, you're so <laughs> either you're so awkward that you just like turned into an icicle, which I think is awesome. <laughs> or sometimes people use it as like, that's cold as in like, it's cool. Oh, yeah. So that depending is a, on the context, I use that emoji two different ways. So I use it a lot. Yeah. Too. All right. So I'm Anyways, up by half point to Craig. Point. Yeah. <laughs> really, I'm up by a full point, but I'm up that by is true. Or you're tied. I guess. Last question is, uh, and closest to wins the prize. What is the longest that Gabe has been awake at one time? Oh, (laughs) you are the type of person that I feel like you've done. I've only done this like number. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's the longest? Almost like incriminating for me. (laughs) Yeah. What's the longest amount of time someone can be awake without dying? Because that's probably what Gabe has done. Subtract an hour, and that's Gabe. Yeah. Subtract an hour. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely, you've done like a full day. I've only done that like once in my life. But where you like pull an all nighter and then you stay up and then you don't go to bed till the next night. I've only done that like once or twice in my life. But I feel like Gabe has done that probably biweekly. Yeah. just so, skips a full night of sleep so honestly i think if you skip uh, if you skip a um, friday night you don't even notice That's <laughs> i'm gonna say like i don't know can you stay up 48 hours without sleeping without dying i don't know you have i don't know decide. that's i'm just gonna go with 48 or maybe like 45 just to you know not be so cliche okay so and i'll look up the longest amount of time humans can stay awake i think okay. the answer is probably more like 70 or 80 hours but just because i have to be closest to i'm gonna say 50 hours oh that's kind of a cop out but okay (laughs) Uh, the easy answer would be more like 70 hours yeah uh the easy experimental answer (laughs) no way so the answer on on google says is 264 hours about 11 days without sleep yeah gabe's gone at least three days without sleep i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah um the record by my count i was interested to hear that too because i didn't want to all of a sudden say something and then be fact-checked during the week like that there's no way um yeah the record by my count was 79 hours so craig's like spiritual guess of 70 hours very close (laughs) um yeah no there was one point i i started um as I said, it's almost an incriminating answer. I started like seeing things. I believe it. Yeah. After about seventy-four hours of being awake, I just started seeing people like glowing or like wearing weird things that I knew they weren't wearing. Wow. Um, Having like a spiritual out-of-body. And I was experience. just like, <laughs> you're all, seeing yeah, into the spiritual was, realm. <laughs> all of a sudden, I was like, wow, I really got to stop. Like I've yeah. been having a great time. One night, I stayed up doing an assignment, and then the next night, I oh, just yeah. like play video games or hanging out no doing both yeah for a while i played video games to like two and then the guys were like we should go out or probably i was the instigator was like let's go out guys and they're like what do you mean it's 2 a.m we're playing video games we should go to sleep and i was like alternatively <laughs> <laughs> see so, i was 
like I was very similar to that when I was your age, like in the context of like, I'll stay up all night studying. And then, which was so stupid, but like, I'll stay up all night doing a paper or whatever, and then go to class in the morning. But I would generally always sleep later that day still. So I'm very used to like staying up all night. I have a distinct mental barrier. Um, And my mom and sister are going to be upset because they're going to be, oh, well, we've seen you nap like a couple times in your life. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I know. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> but I really don't like napping. Like napping makes me very yeah, upset for whatever. I get that too. Waking it up almost nap, never makes like, you feel more energetic. No, I don't know you what time feel of day it is. My yeah. breath is horrible. And yeah. sometimes, you know, you're not in a place or a time of day where you feel like you should go brush your teeth or whatever. So it's just like, yes. breath's bad. You don't know what time of day it That's is. so true. You're usually sore because you don't, unless you're like really into it you don't usually commit your yeah bed. no like, exactly you know, unless you really commit and they're like okay i'm gonna like brush my teeth and get in bed at 4 p.m yeah totally does or at noon or whatever like you're napping somewhere weird so you're sore you're disoriented your breath is bad you're upset so i just hate it napping makes yeah. me like physically aggressive and so <laughs> i just when i stay up all night as uh, probably a lot of college students do instead I, of yeah, skipping class the next day or um sleeping after class or whatever i just keep going because i'm like i i hate napping even after yeah. the you know nighter that we do for youth everybody's like oh i can't wait to go home and sleep and i'm like it's 7 a.m if anything <laughs> i'm gonna go sleep for a couple hours oh yeah waking up after anytime after 11 is so gross to me i actually oh, totally. prefer to be up by like 8 or 9 a.m and i will admit to 11 being a backdrop because once again my uh my family has would have complaints if I said that I always got up at 8 a.m. because I don't, but I love to be up by 8 a.m. So anyways, yeah. I anytime after like 10 or 11, I just I'm so angry with myself when I wake totally. up. I don't know why, but I'm just so like, no, my day, it's disappeared. Well, yeah. I'm just that kind of person. So there's just this point at which I'm like, well, if I haven't slept yet, then I'm not doing it till tomorrow because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's too weird now. I don't want to. So anyways, yeah. my best count, my best estimate is 79 hours that I once was awake. So Craig Yikes. gets a point there. Yes. So 52. let's just change the, the scoreboard there. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is that oh, the, you don't count the individual the... points. You count the who won the day. Yes. I see. Is yeah. that the actual score? No, 15 just, to two. I just made it. <laughs> yeah. I like it though. We can keep but... it. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds good to me. I mean, I don't remember really winning. I'm going to go back and listen to all the Do You Know Me and (laughs) I will come up with an answer. Yes, that sounds appropriate. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like a good use of company time. (laughs) Uh, Uh, As the intern. (laughs) Yeah, Gabe, I got an assignment for you. Oh, that's awesome but but then gabe you if you're doing this you need to listen for how many times holly uh you know asked the question she had recently discussed with a, a <laughs> guest because that you know you know i actually am really busy writing the christmas series you i use you one of you my <laughs> yeah exactly you in the middle of this <laughs> no no yeah. well oh, gabe, thanks good. for coming on great to yeah thanks you. so much great for having to have me. you aboard and sure, sure. uh we're gonna wrap her up here so shout out to caleb rosborough totally. our producer uh, our editor thanks, thanks bro caleb. and uh, we'll be back next time next episode season two episode five interview with brian bourne Uh, president of columbia bible college and looking forward to chatting with him Mm -hmm. until then take care thanks so much guys bye